Welcome to the August 15th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 15. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. I pray that you would bless anyone listening today this entire week. And Lord, I pray that you would give them favor with God and man. And Lord, help them to have wisdom as they navigate the week. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 15, beginning in verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool does not do so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who follows righteousness. Harsh discipline is for him who forsakes the way, and he who hates correction will die. Hell and destruction are before the Lord, so how much more the hearts of the sons of men? A scoffer does not love one who corrects him, nor will he go to the wise. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. The way of the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly is joy to him who is destitute of discernment, but a man of understanding walks uprightly. Without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. A man has joy 
by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. The way of life winds upward for the wise, that he may turn away from hell below. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and a good report makes the bones healthy. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Today I am going to key in on verses 1 and 18. Now listen to verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And in verse 18, it says, A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. Friends, may I suggest that these two verses pretty much go hand in hand. I would like to read what my commentary says about verse 1 at the bottom of my page. Let's look at it again. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Now listen to this commentary. It says, Often it is not so much what we say, but the way we say it that prompts such varied responses as acceptance and wrath. Now, everyone knows the kinds of things I'm talking about here. If somebody answers you in a certain way, you accept it. It's okay, even if it's not the answer that you want. But if someone answers you harshly, or with criticism, or with sarcasm, many times we will react totally different than if we had gotten a soft answer. Now, I am going to give a very clear story about these two verses, and we're going to go to the Old Testament. It's been quite a while since we have talked about King David, but we're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 25. Now, let me give you the backdrop as we begin this story. 
Now, in chapter 17 is the very famous story of David and Goliath. So David and Goliath has already happened. Now, we've had seven chapters since then. And over the course of those seven chapters, David has basically become the general of the army, and Saul had him go to war on behalf of the country of Israel on many occasions. And David was a fierce and mighty warrior. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 7, this was a song. Listen to this. It says, This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands, and David his ten thousands. So as we pick up this story, beginning in chapter 25, verse 1, let me say this. David is basically the leader of the army and is very, very well known. Now, I will also say this. David has not yet become king, and I will go into detail after we read this story. So let's go to chapter 25, beginning in verse 2. Now there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, David sent ten young men. And David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel Go to Nabal and greet him in my name, and thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, Peace be to you, peace to your house, and peace to all that you have. Now I have heard that you have shearers. Your shepherds were with us, and we did not hurt them, nor was there anything missing from them all the while they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand to your servants and to your son David. So when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal, according to all these words in the name of David, and waited. Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David, and who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away each one from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shearers and give it to men when I do not know where they are from? 
So David's young men turned on their heels and went back, and they came and told him all these words. Then David said to his men, Every man gird on his sword. So every man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword, and about four hundred men went with David, and two hundred stayed with the supplies. Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we were in the fields. They were a wall to us both by night and day, all the time we were with them keeping the sheep. Now, therefore, know and consider what you will do. For harm is determined against our master and against all his household. For he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five seahs of roasted grain, one hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs, and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, Go on before me. See, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. So it was as she rode on the donkey that she went down under cover of the hill, And there were David and his men coming down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so, and more also, to the enemies of David, If I leave one male of all who belongs to him by morning light. Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, On me, my Lord, on me, let this iniquity be. And please, Let your maidservants speak in your ears, and hear the words of your maidservant. Please, let not my lord regard this scoundrel Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord, whom you sent. Now, therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now then, 
Let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God, and the lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maidservant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice, and blessed are you, because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. Such a wonderful story. Now, there's many things we could learn from this story, but we're kind of running out of time. Let me go back to the proverb of the day, verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Abigail had a soft word for David. She referred to her own husband as a scoundrel. His own men referred to Nabal as a scoundrel. Listen to the end, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Now, let's look back at verse 18. A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. Friends, you want to know what happens when you do the right thing? Let's look at the very ending of this chapter. At the very ending of this chapter, within the next 10 verses, Nabal died. So let's continue this chapter 25, beginning in verse 39, and find out how things turn out for Abigail. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord, who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and has kept his servant from evil. For the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal, on his own head. 
And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed her face to the earth and said, here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. So Abigail rose in haste and rode on a donkey, attended by five of her maidens, and she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. Friends, David is not yet king, but he soon will be. That means Abigail will become the wife of the king. Not a bad deal. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there are anyone listening today, and if you have never taken that step, please repeat this simple prayer after me. Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for me. By doing that, You have taken away all of my sins, and I am now forgiven. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you listening said that prayer, please send me a quick email at billkelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y-0807, at protonmail.com. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, tomorrow is Testimony Day where I will have a special guest on. I encourage you to join in again as we listen to Wisdom today.